When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today we have fan favorite Derek Kaufman in the house. Good to be here. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. I was on the soccer field with my daughter. Scored the first goal of the season. It's apropos of nothing, but I you want to let you know. You scored the first goal of your daughter's <laughs> soccer team season. That would I, mean, see you run on the field like that? I coached them to victory. Oh, those you the li- coach? Those little eight-year-olds, yeah, flying around the field oh. with my urging. I well, never co- played professional soccer. Congrats to Or you. organized soccer at all. Anyway, congrats to Nixie. Thank you. I was on the beach with my daughter doing sweet F all. <laughs> you got fantastic. soccer ahead of you. Yeah. Um, we got some really interesting stories today. Uh, this Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, like... Their letter of support for Danny Masterson is coming back to bite them in such a big way. The internet is ablaze. Like, if we lived in cancel culture times, they'd be canceled today. So we're going to talk about that, obviously. We're also going to talk about Drew Barrymore. Well, her talk show is returning to TV amid the writers' strike. So who's going to write it? The the, the Guild, the Writers' Guild, is not happy with her whatsoever. But to begin with, Timothy Chalamet, Kylie Jenner... Well, they were making out at the U.S. Open final like they're teens at the movies. They're just picking every public event that they can find. What was the first makeout session? Beyonce's birthday. Now, the only thing in the news this entire weekend, I mean, it was opening weekend of football, but before then, it was all U.S. Open because Coco Goff won, Mm. Novak Djokovic wins his 24th Grand Slam, and of course, they're sitting in the corner just making out. They get to go to the U.S. Open. It's the greatest players in the world, and they're just sucking face. It's kind of get, disrespectful. Take it to the car. It's yeah. disrespectful because you take those tickets of honest tennis-loving folk, and now we can't go to the game. Not that I could afford it. I don't although, even think she knows the rules of tennis, man. Is yeah. she watching any of it? Does she know how it works? Does she know what love means? <laughs> Does she know what love means? Oh, oh, you meant lovers in tennis. I meant lovers in tennis. Oh, lovers in love. Like she would reply, "Yes, I do," and that's why I'm hooking up with Timothy. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's funny because they were nowhere for ages, and now they're everywhere. Like, what's going on? What is this? Uh, yeah, I I agree. I. I completely understand what this is doing for Kylie Jenner. Kylie had this like messy association a little bit with Travis Scott, who's been in some controversy. Obviously with Astro World, she has two kids with him, so he's in her life forever, but she wanted to move on from that relationship, clearly. So she attaches herself to the biggest rising star in movies. This guy's in Dune, Dune 2. Mm. He's just a massive, massive star. He started indie, and some people didn't expect he would become as big as he is, but he's huge. Oh, he's huge. Why would Timothy Chalamet Associate himself with the reality queen. I, I, I mean, she, on her looks, a, I get it. She's but. got a big brand. Like, yeah. d- isn't it all... Doesn't uh, it drag him down? Isn't it like Leo DiCaprio dating Kim Kardashian? You'd never see it. He dates supermodels on yachts, and he's I a know, little but, bit quiet about it. But you are kind of judging Kylie negatively then. Like, I am. She's a mogul. She's a billionaire. She's like, she's more than just the reality star Kardashian. 
She's, she's got more strings in her bow, Derek. I, I think you're right. Do you think his handlers are happy about it? I'll put it that way. Take it off me. Do you think his agent and his manager are yes. like, this is good for your career, man? Yes. With his slicked, flowing hair. There's something about him that is increasingly smug with, <laughs> with, by having Kylie Jenner on his arm. You just don't like the guy who gets the girl, do you? You it, don't like the, like, the ner- like, he's kind of nerdy and awkward and a bit weird, which, I mean, describes you in a way. I would also describe <laughs> him as very good looking. And, which doesn't describe me in a <laughs> yeah, way. Heartthrob. Um, my thing is that I think it's good for both of them. Um, but it's just interesting how all of a sudden they've decided, okay, now's the time that we're going to like announce our love to the world. I I don't understand that. Like, has Timothy met her kids yet? That is going to be an awkward run in. That's a good question. And what is Travis Scott? I don't think he thinks much of him, right? A couple bars in his song were a little like kind of slights because he's the king of hip hop. And this guy was in, uh, you know, Call Me By Your Name and some indie movies. So to, to Travis Scott, Timothy Chalamet seems like a step down. But I, I don't know. When he meets the kids, there's going to be fireworks. So she's got to delicately play this dance. These are very little kids. And Travis is going to certainly have some views on it. I don't think he's a level-headed necessarily guy. Right? No, I, I, he doesn't strike me, is it? Um, yeah. So what's your Derek Kaufman prediction for how long this will last? Is it to death do us part? or I think until she pries Timothy off of her. Because I think he'll hide on, he'll, he'll, he'll cling for the entirety of the ride. He seems really into her. I think... They were both from the Valley scene and they're just like rich kids from the Valley, right? They've probably known each other for years. I've read a few articles and I think he's like, oh my God, I was a drama nerd and I'm dating yeah. Kylie Kardashian yeah. who has been famous her entire life. Remember when she was in high school, she was already hugely famous because the Kardashian show tracks her entire life essentially. So, you know, she was the big dog on campus and then he was probably like a little thespian and turtlenecks. And, and which stuff. is why now he's reliving or he's living yes. out all of his childhood dreams. I think it, I this like is that a take. fantasy. I like that take. Do, does that feel that way yeah, to you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's a big star. This only makes them both bigger stars. So there's something in it for them professionally as well as, I mean, personally, they must be getting down. Getting down. Wow. I mean, you can... <laughs> to be a fly on the wall. Man, I'd like to be more than a fly. Maybe a guy hiding under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was creepy. No, I don't mean that. But. Okay, under something else creepy. You cut that right out. <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, man, they are in hot, hot water. For a letter of support, they sent the judge in the Danny Masterson trial. So Two letters, one each. One each. So Danny was obviously their co-star on that 70s show. All three of them were on that, that 70s show. And the letters just dripping with adoration of Danny, that he's the best guy they've ever met. Um, that, you know, 
he took care of women. Every time I'd see him, you're taking care of women. He what a great father he is. The way the way they model. wrote this role model, dripping with character and integrity, and they did try to preface these letters with like, I know he's been convicted of two counts of rape, but here's the Danny we knew from that '70s. Had show. he been convicted at that point in time? Yes, these are letters to the judge about sentencing. So okay. once a person's convicted, you can get a bunch of character letters that the judge is supposed to look at as a way to sort of mitigate how harsh the sentence will be. That's what these are. They this, knew is why, this is why I have you in to sort of like clear this stuff up. Otherwise, I just go over my merry way, just <laughs> assuming everything. But it's it's a delicate dance, right? Because this guy's been convicted by a jury and they don't want to like sort of uh, step on the victim's experience. But right? they did. But, but they did. But it's impossible not to. And they're saying he's a great guy. Well, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that they said, both of them said was basically that he was very anti-drugs. He hated drugs. He hated drug takers where... We know now because he was convicted, he was found guilty. Um, he drugged these women to, according, in order to, to rape according them. According to the law, a, a, according to the outcome of this trial, a jury looked at the evidence and they found, yes, he forcibly raped two women. So for them to say what a great guy he is, how he hated drugs, it is, I think, I agree with the you know people online, it's directly questioning the validity of the victim's statements. Now, yes, it, it, it is, but I want to give them a little bit of due. What they're saying is we never witnessed this type of behavior. It's almost as if they're saying Danny led... Uh, in their mind, kind of a double life. They're like, the guy we knew... That's not what they said in the letters. They didn't say double life. That's true. But they said, the guy we always saw was anti-drugs. Um, he really pulled me aside. He was a mentor because Danny Masterson was already kind of famous when Ashton Kutcher got on that 70s show. Uh, Mila Kunis was very young when she was on that 70s show. So it sounds like they looked up to him as an older brother and they can't really reconcile this outcome with the person that they worked with. I don't understand going out of your way to help Danny Masterson. I, maybe your friends sort of stick with you through thick and thin, but maybe sit this not one out. Not through this. I'm not sticking through my friend through this. Yeah. After he's been found guilty of drugging and raping multiple women, you come out and say, oh, no, no, no. The Danny we knew never dr liked drugs. He would never like drugs. He was actually, he was a role model to me. He was the best guy ever. It's like, that, how tone deaf. Like, actually, listen to some of their response we... We put up a video on the website where they're responding to all the backlash they're receiving. A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read. Um, and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. But you did do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are very somber. They have the right tone. It looks very prepared. They almost look like they're reading off they cue are. cards. They are. The, the, the issue with this is they know Danny very, very well. So two other letters were written, one by the mom from the show and one by the dad from the show, who okay. are older individuals, and no one's dragging them. You know they're why? They're not famous enough. One, they're not famous enough, and two, they were like the the 60-year-olds on set who literally just saw Danny Masterson come to work. Ashton and Mila are in a different situation. Good they friends. know Danny. They're good friends. <laughs> yeah, they hang out with Danny's family. So they should have a more rounded picture. And that's why their letters are more important to the judge because the judge reads it and it's like, this is someone who really knows him, not just a colleague at work who, who saw him act. And those letters were obviously not given that much credence. He got 30 years in prison. Right. So the, the evidence was strong enough that the judge said, we got to throw the book at this guy. He may be dangerous. 
and they are just getting absolutely dragged. And I think they stepped in it. They walked right into it. I don't know how they thought this was going to go down. Because this morning and all weekend now, people are sharing old, really, really creepy videos of Ashton talking about Hillary Duff. Uh, and also talking about Mila Kunis herself when she was 14. It's, it's so, very so, uncomfortable. So the clips are, the first one was him on Punk talking about Hillary Duff. The second one was Danny Masterson next to Mila Kunis in an interview basically saying she was hotter when she was 14. You heard it. Mm -hmm. And then the third one was Mila and Ashton on a talk show with Rosie O'Donnell, where Ashton's describing a bet he had with Danny Masterson when... When Miller was out. 14, Danny and Ashton had a bet like stick your tongue down her throat. She hadn't ever been kissed in her whole life yet, but this was going to be uh, on on the show. And so, yeah, look, the bet. people are finding this because, and we talk about this, and it is not an excuse at all, but it is a reflection of changing social mores. This was the way Ashton per Ashton's punked little confessional is not a live moment. This was produced, and everyone yeah. thought that that was an okay thing to say at that period of time. It's obviously not in the sort of modern context, and it really never was okay to sort of present in this way. And there's so many sort of little breadcrumbs that people are just gobbling it up. Ashton Kutcher, Danny Masterson, and Mila Kunis have been famous for a very long time. I think these will continue to come out where we reread what they did. Do I think everyone should be subjected to a re-examination of their entire public image? Uh, you know, notwithstanding the fact that everything has sort of changed, social mores changed. This is a not cheap. I don't want to say it's it's right what they said, but this is obvious that this is going to go this way, right? You're now going to look at this modern context, and these things are going to look worse. I don't care about that. I I I mean, I care about it. It's interesting, but I really think doing it in 2023, writing this letter for Danny Masterson was something that could have been avoided. Well, I mean, my big question is like, why did they agree to do it? You know. It, I think potentially they didn't know the legal system well enough to, to know that these letters might come out. So they thought they why, could maybe... Why would they think that? I, I mean, these know. are public records. These are thought... going to come out. These are older celebrities. Okay, okay. They know that something in the so, court record So if they out. know that it's going to come out, why write... And you guys should go and read these letters for yourself because they could not be more glowing about Danny and everything he stands for. Why write all of these things about what a great guy, about, you know, all of these... And then... Didn't they, wouldn't they expect that this fallout would then come when they're, this guy's been sentenced to 30 years to life for, for raping women. And you're going to say, nah, great guy. No, 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 great guy. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they saw this coming. I think they hoped that the judge would read them in his chambers alone and the sentence would come out. And the only news would be the sentence of Danny Masterson and not sort of the character letters. They were wrong. When celebrities write character letters, this has happened before. R. Kelly got sentenced, and I'm sure he had some. You didn't see many huge celebrities, though. I don't oh. remember the, you know, he had huge celebrity friends, but they ran for the hills. Facts. And they said, we're not going to do that. Now, is that a fair weather friend? Is there anything no. about what Mila and Ashton did that is noble to a friend that they had? They're not. They do make the point of saying we're not excusing the behavior or the conviction or the judicial system. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But but they're saying the guy we knew, this is shocking, yeah, and, and he's a they, high character. They, they could have, I think they could have had their cake and eaten it too. They yeah. could have written the letter in such a way that it wasn't so like glowing about Danny. They could have just said, look, back then, this is my experience of him. But if you read the letter, it's more than that. It's, it's this yeah, is the guy. Yeah, we hang out with him he, now. He's a great father. This yeah. is the guy he is. He is the best. Um, this is already a big story, and I think it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, I, I was most surprised. I'll give one more point. Ashton and he were bros on the show. They're a little bit older. Mila was like a kid on yes. the show. She's married to Ashton Kutcher. Why did she write it? I guess I guess they were also co-stars, but it's a particularly precarious situation for, for Mila Kunis to sort of defend someone who's been convicted of rape. I, I, just, I just find that like a very unforced error. She has a clean image. She could have sat on the sidelines and said, I, Ashton, you take this. Okay, on to our final story. 
Drew Barrymore is returning to TV screen. Talk about unforced errors. Why this? Well, I mean, this whole episode should be why. <laughs> yeah, this whole episode's titled "Why," yeah. because obviously this huge writer strike's going on right now, where all productions in Hollywood are they're all shut down because you need writers, and the actors are like going, "Where with the writers?" So we're going to go on strike too. So like Hollywood is shut down. Talk shows included, all your favorite tonight shows, all the, to- the afternoon shows, they're all shut down because talk shows need people to write the lines. Well, Drew Barrymore says, "Screw that, we're coming back." Yeah. Um, we're and no f- offense, but boy, does Drew Barrymore need writers. You ever seen that show? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but it, it was like singularly uh, unwatchable to me. Maybe she has her fans. She's sort of a loopy personality and fun to watch in some ways, but she needs writers. Like She's, she's not a stand-up comedian. No. She's she, not an improv person. She's a, a, an actress who needs people to write lines for her so she can be entertaining. So, so who is going to write it then? You know, I don't know. She wrote... And she knew this would be hugely controversial because yes. during a strike, just so everyone knows who, who who doesn't know how the strike works, you're not allowed to promote your movies. You're not allowed to promote films. Uh, you are truly supposed to make the studio sweat out the decision to not collectively bargain. And you're supposed to not do anything. It's anything. pencils down. Even if you're in the middle of a show and it only eight episodes out of ten, pencils down. Okay? Otherwise, you're considered a scab. They call it That's a scab. Right. A scab is someone who works and crosses a picket line and, and, and sort of disrespects the union strike. She wrote, I'm also making the choice to come back for the first time in this strike for our show that may have my name on it, but this is bigger than just me. I own this choice. We are in compliance with not discussing or promoting film and television that is struck of any kind. I don't even understand this sentence. Like, she's coming back, but they're in compliance with the strike. It means one of two things to me. She hired scabs who are going to write for her, or she thinks that running a television show that clearly has... Or she's not going to have any writers, maybe, but you're still sort of ad lib ad libbing, which I don't think is very true. So I don't know how she's the the sentiment itself is sort of like incoherent. And I'm not sure how she thinks this will go down. I think she will sort of be ostracized by by union writers. She already is. And hurt herself going forward. She already is. The Writers Guild is calling her a scab. So she can say, look, I'm in complete compliance. I'm la 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 la. But the, the head people at the organization who are in charge of striking are saying, no, you're not. And in fact, they're saying we're going to protest outside your studio now, Drew. What a disaster. And, and and look, when she says compliance, I don't know specifically the union laws, but there's compliance to the letter and then there's the spirit of compliance. And if you're trying to cutely find a loophole to continue your show during an active strike of the WGA where they think everything is on the line, they're going to call you out on it. Even if you are if you had your lawyers look at the compliance issues, yeah. this looks bad, and she shouldn't have done it. She's saying, oh, but, the, but by the letter of the law, right. I'm like, not actually... It's under just like, 2CI, they're like, we don't care. You're running a show in the middle yes. of a strike. Okay, you know, she's going to have to walk into her studios one day, and there's going to be people holding signs out there, booing her. Put yourself in the mind of one of those protesters. What's the first thing you're going to shout at Drew Barrymore as she walks into studio? This is so good. Uh, I, I, I already know my sign. My sign would be at two Drew because it's got a nice sort of rhyme to it. It's like at two. It's what? a little maybe Shakespearean you, you, for you. You but might, I, might have to explain. Et two means and you. Or and you. This is what this is what Caesar said to Brutus when he stabbed him because he was his friend. Oh. And but I like the. I, I like. <laughs> I was hoping this would be a funny ending, but it's now like just nerdy and. Do like, you like that? Et two. 
Drew. I it's it got up. like a cool rhyme to it. You know what? I, you may you may hear it again in the newsroom. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I that one's stuck in my brain, and I'm gonna now it bring rhymes, it up. It rhymes, but it's too like it, people don't understand. What do you know? It. You're gonna give an sign, ET reference? My favorite sign I ever saw was at the Donald Trump like protest. I saw someone saying "electile dysfunction," <laughs> I, and it always stuck with me. Electile dysfunction. It is pretty good too. You like a pun? You just didn't like my pun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you very much for joining me here today, Derek. This was fun. We'll see you and next time. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. 